0: Middle call, maybe it's Monday free agency. Haves.
2: I have a question for you, John. Have you ever looked in your kitchen and said to yourself, "Ah, "I wonder if this is three weeks of food." I I did. And I don't that's have... That's what it. I did on Monday. I, I, don't, I don't have the not Saw the, the picture. food. What was that? A, a tomato, cheese
0: sandwich, and a yogurt? No, it was a PB&J, toasted oh. bread. Now, I have some I have some meat, chicken, and some frozen pizzas, but y- you can't blow your load on night one of the three-week quarantine. You know, I just... I got some bread, so I'm going to make some PB&Js for a couple days. Might do an exchange of my mom since she made some chili, but, you know, she's older, susceptible. She might have to do one of those she we'd meet somewhere she drops off in my car i stay away so i don't know we're we're figuring out the logistics yep i like
2: the idea of a drive-by joan drives by and just opens the door and shoves (laughs) a duct-taped pot of chili out the window hopefully onto the grass (laughs) it feels like that would have a michael scott ending (laughs) (laughs) so we are recording this on monday this is going out immediately this is not going to be our longer podcast um a, a, a note I, I guess or we do a longer podcast Tuesday we'll see probably a regular one but um this is a we wild can do we, we can do
0: a bunch of short ones we'll
2: just play it by your yeah quarantine we'll see what guy. Okay, I don't know about you I, I gotta know where to go I, I'm locked in for three weeks according to the mayor of San Francisco so um and then should we also tell the people what else is is uh, coming soon? sooner hopefully in the next 24 to 48 hours? Uh, we'll be ready for a uh, a soft launch, and if you're a listener of this podcast, you are invited to the soft launch of the Ham YouTube channel. I like it. We'll be doing a show, a YouTube show.
0: I, I like where your head's at, guy. Good work. Take the credit.
2: No, I I, I refuse uh, to do any of that. But uh, you
0: did all the heavy lifting.
2: Well, I haven't done well. N- nothing is done, but it's just very exciting. This is the perfect time for it. This is the perfect time for it. I don't know if it'll be in. You know, maybe we'll do one in prime time when it gets fired up. Do them in the middle of the day. I don't know. You've got another show. You know, you've got the Periscope show. I don't know how we'll uh, we'll balance those schedules out. But uh, there's no rhyme or reason.
0: There's no rhyme or reason to my Periscope show. It just kind of goes. You know. Yeah, well, that's that's what we're gonna do on YouTube then. Yeah, I think ours will be a little more structured and probably better, yet fun too. You know, my Periscope show is mainly just screaming into a fucking iPad. Well, people like that. I know. Just let it. Just let it. Run. But it's not like I don't. There's not much thought goes behind it, you know. It's just I, I. All I need is one kind of thing that like today's overload. That's Right. I. I you could give me let's like. Let's just start. A, yeah. Let's just let's just fire. Let's just start,
2: because today, Eric Armstead got signed by the 49ers to an extension. Not tagged. Not tagged and traded. He got a five-year contract, and that was the like.
0: I don't know, third biggest barrier sports story in football. Could we rewind even before he got signed? They yeah. chose not to tag him, which I wrote down, to my knowledge, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. 10, 11, 12, 13. I might have missed one, and this might have been like late last night. 13 players were tagged. It might have ended up being 14. Actually, I did factor a in lot. Tooney. That's a lot, guy. Yeah, that's... 40% of the league. I and mean most of
2: the league most of the years it's one or two or three, right?
0: Yeah, you know, Dak it's hard to even compare him to Buckner. He's more important. Uh you could argue Buckner's had a better career than Judon. He's had a better he's a better player than Leonard Williams. Uh Jan- a better ex- player
2: right now than AJ Green.
0: Definitely uh better player than he's had a better career than Bud Dupree. Chris Jones, a better player. But I'm just saying, like, Eric Armstead's usually get tagged. Like, it's very normal business, even if you're going to resign him. Why? Because, like, this is what I tweeted this. The Niners deserve some credit that they were on a standing with a guy that they could have. Guys are getting tagged for a couple of reasons, right? One, you're just so good. And two, I can't risk, like, even if you're saying we're going to, we want to resign you, the words don't mean anything once the free agent frenzy happens. If Eric Armstead like really wanted to leave and was un- untagged, he could have like clearly they had a pretty good understanding like a high level relationship. That's that's not normal, guy. For a guy that they gave forty eight point five million dollars, so there would have been several teams. I saw DJ tweeted like an hour ago like D- it's been a good day for defensive linemen. <laughs> right, they just get they get paid, they get franchised or paid, and I I, I was actually surprised. And once they didn't, well, clearly a trade was off the table, right? You can't. There's no signing trades in the NFL. You can tag and trade. You can trade and then sign. But that was a pretty big moment, I'd say, in just Niner history when they didn't have to tag him.
2: Yeah, and we we knew the number was so. So then they do the deal. The number's eighty-five million dollars reported initial. I gotta say, this is one of those I wish I'd tweeted. Should have. I should have because you tell the people what my guess on the guaranteed dollars was. Haberman said forty-eight. 48, and what was the number? 48-5. 48-5. Five. Five. Doesn't get better than that. That's, Price is right. That's pretty good. So, uh, you, you and I together have combined. We're almost Malcolm Gladwell uh, level 10,000 guesses of uh, guaranteed money over our NFL contract careers.
0: I also think we'd have – will you give us a Niners player? If kid, if Kittle broke right now that we might miss on that one. But I'd say 90% of them, we're going to be pretty damn close. we got a pretty good idea how they operate. <laughs> Yeah. Because there are some yeah. deals well, that are flying today. I was like, how, how much? What? Whoa, what? I don't know how other so, teams think. I know how the Niners think. So, John, so then Armstead signs,
2: and then the question becomes, well, what are they going to do? Are they going to – what are they going to do? Are they going to trade somebody? Who could they trade? And, and our buddy Chris Biederman, I'm going back here just scrolling through to find the tweet, retweets – um a uh a former Hornets legal affairs intern the Char- Bay Area Char- native charlotte hornets sacramento uh charlotte hornets okay uh and i, I apologize his name is shadi uh, Shady, uh Kiley, perhaps i hope i get that right i saw
0: that tweet come up the name was tough name was tough
2: it and he just said this is 1148 it just said big 49ers trade incoming today I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. Dot dot dot. He, so at that point, you're like, well, how many
0: options are there? How many guys fit that bill? Do you know what it shows you, guy? D Ford. Well, let, let's just start with this. Who the guy that kind of threw something out there? Uh, he's a contract analyst. He used to be in the NF- NBA. Is that what? The, is that what you said? Was it like legal? Uh, yeah. So yep. he's either tight with a contract negotiator, I'd assume not Parag, who the Niners are probably very quiet on this. I know they were, because talking to people there, this was a very delicate situation with these two players. There was a set order. You couldn't trade Buckner, then sign Armstead for that number. Because the moment you trade Buckner, Armstead's unsigned, you need me more now. So their leverage on that 48-5 immediately goes to 60, Right leverage they lose leverage they sign him first then they can do the Buckner deal well to me that's either an agent or maybe the Colts contract negotiator I would say the football people Ballard Adam Peters John Lynch Parag you'd think their contract might have been an agent this is a very sensitive subject when you're talking about that type of capital it's very under wraps because it kind of can't out of nowhere.
2: Well, yeah, but I mean, this is where now I was right earlier. Now you get the credit. You said to me, you're like, I think it's going to be Buckner. Just because we had talked about like, would you do, would you rather have D Ford and Buckner or Armstead and D Ford? You know, we had done all these combinations,
0: but you said to me, you predicted Buckner and you're right. Okay, let's rewind it. If I would have told you yesterday, I said, guy Buckner is going to get traded tomorrow. What does he get traded for? I know it's hard to do. What do you think yeah. you would have guessed? And let's just say the draft well, order. If you're going to go first, like in, don't worry about what teams wear. Just yeah. So so you would have said, I, here's I'll, I'll I'm going to
2: really try and teleport myself to yesterday, which in coronavirus years days is like three weeks ago. But yesterday, I would have said, well, I mean, you're going to have to pay them. So you if you're going to pay him 190 million dollars, you're not going to want to give up a first round pick and pay them on top of that. And the Niners are going to be kind of backed into a corner because they know they can't keep him. So, you know, by that measure, uh, maybe you get a, a high second-round pick for him. Now, the problem is he's a really good player. A lot of people would want him. So maybe somewhere at the back end of the first round. I, but, again, like I know. But I but, think that's what my think- – I probably would have said a high second-round pick is probably
0: well, what Well, because have said. you start thinking if you do factor in the teams, you're like, well – I don't think the Niners are going to send him to the Packers, right? They're not going to send him to Seattle. Some of the playoff teams are like, yeah, those aren't options. Then you're like, well, the Chiefs, they got their own Buckner, who's a better player that they're kind of on the fence about trading. They're not going to trade Chris Jones for DeForest Buckner. But you could probably justify, well, they did kind of something like that last year. They got rid of D Ford and they got Frank Clark. You, you never know with Andy. I probably would have said maybe two seconds. Like, your second this year, you second next year. Kind of a weird deal, but... Would they get a first? Because like you said, you're gonna have to quote you're gonna have to overpay a little. But I think if you took a step back, you go, look at the recent group of players, Khalil Mack was a better player, right? Jalen Ramsey better player. I mean, these were all pros. They went for two ones and Jalen went for two ones and a two. Mack went for two ones and a three. You went Laramie Tunzel went for two ones and a two. Then I think after you kind of talked it out, you go, you'd think they'd probably get a one because he is a really, really good player. I th- here, here's how i describe him. He's a B-plus player and an A-plus human. As someone texts me, I'm like, would you have given up 13 for Buckner? He said, obviously it depends what your team is like. He's like, the Colts aren't your typical 13th drafting team because they do have like a playoff level roster, kind of like the Ravens a couple years ago when they were in the top 10. Sometimes teams end up in that region. Remember when the Panthers got McCaffrey? They weren't your typical, just the Washington Redskins. So I think they look at it, we're closer to being one play, player away than most teams in the top 15, because someone's like, well, I got a DM, if Buckner's worth the 13th pick, what's Chris Jones worth? I'm like, yeah, in theory, he'd be worth like the fifth pick, but that's not the way it really works. Like, when's the last time a player got traded for a pick that high? It's it's pretty rare, right? I mean, oh, yeah, like Odell. But that's 17, like there's a big, that's four spots, a big difference on the chart. 13th guy is a... Think about this. Now they got two Low, picks.
2: More of a wild card of a guy.
0: Who? Odell. 100%. Like, I think yeah. DeForest Buckner... Did you see Barrow's tweet today? In his career, he's missed one start, and he played like 3,800 snaps.
2: He's Yeah, Dubow had the tweet, I think he's third in the league in snaps over, you know, a
0: significant window of time. Yeah, I mean, you're you're just getting one of the most durable players in the league. But still the 13th pick... Yep. that's a shitload I mean I I that's one of those for me guy once you have armstead under contract you would have drove this this you say this to degrade a guy so I'm not gonna I'm gonna say this in the right way not drive him to the airport because that means like you're getting rid of the guy you did love the guy I and think honestly you, at this you don't want to drive him to these airports right now no you would drive him to Indy. if that you just said could we get someone to drive him to Indy for the 13th pick you would do that and I I also and I said to this To you before the podcast, it's it's just it was a pretty normal transaction. Like it feels like DeForest is happy and he got paid. It was a win-win. It's a pretty cold-blooded move, guy. This has been a team captain, someone who speaks for the team. Clearly, it's a guy John Kyle really like, right? You know, often it feels like Belichick trades guys when he gets down on them or whatever, or they get old. It's like they love this guy. And he was young. Basically, they just said, we're, we're doing uh, Haberonomics. W- what did you guys used to call it? Habermetrics. Habermetrics. We're, we're doing Belichickian type moves. We're, yeah. th- we're just doing value. And that's when you, it's a little cold blooded guy. It, it really kind of is.
2: Well, it, it is. And I, I, um...
0: In the right I way, think, not being like an asshole. Like he, I think DeForest, like I got traded for the 13th pick, it's, right? You know what? We'll call it instead of cold-blooded maybe. It's it's
2: clear-minded. It's Eric Armstead is $48.5 million plus the 13th pick. For DeForest Buckner is $105 million And let's guess, you want to take a guess at the guaranteed dollars? $77.5. Okay, so, so not Aaron Donald, but you know within that
0: realm the new the new kind know. of standard like Chris Jones is gonna be waiting like what did it let's wait for these numbers to come out right Chris Jones is licking his chops because Chris Jones is a better player than Buckner Warren Pa I'm gonna go yeah I'll go uh 77 feels a little high let's go seven I us go 73 was go and a 72 half. Se, okay yeah I'll go 72. do you think he eclipsed 70 because I, I I think he probably does but not the 80. uh yeah Yeah, I don't think it's 80. Is it going to be 68?
2: I'm going to go 72 to 75. Yeah, I I don't think it's going to be below 70 based on... My gut. So, and you got number 13 in a draft where you had a first, no second, no third, no fourth, a fifth. And now they have the 13th pick. One behind the Raiders, by the way. No coin flip needed. So... Yeah, man, it's clear minded. Look, I think it says something. I was thinking about this. Who holds, you think, the the uh who's watched the most DeForest Buckner film on in the Niners organization? It's not Kyle Shanahan. Uh I don't who's know. Who's watched the most DeForest Buckner and Eric Armstead film? Like when we say, okay, forty nine er front office. What do we think of DeForest Buckner and Eric Armstead? Who has put in the most work to have that opinion? Now, Kyle, I'm sure puts in a lot of work and has an opinion. Jed York, but I don't know. <laughs> but it's not. But my point is: is it Kyle Shanahan? Is my question. Oh, is it Kyle Shanahan that has the most film under his belt? Well, he he has co- he has
0: coached him for three years, and DeForest hasn't missed a game since then. So he's seen him for three yeah. straight years. He's seen I, a lot. I'm of just them. talking about. We talk about the player's value. Yeah.
2: I would imagine Kyle's got his fingerprints on everything. I guess what I'm getting at, though, is I think it's... To me, it's kind of interesting that these were defensive players involved in what happened today for the 49ers, not offensive players.
0: Well, it's... Because, guy, it is easier. Like, you notice, like, Andy wheels and deals with the offense. You don't ever be like, remember when Andy just, like, got rid of Tyreek for two ones? Like, they don't know. That's not... It's Remember when Gruden traded Khalil Mack for two... Like, yeah. It's, It's easier on the opposite side of the ball. That's what, I mean... The, the Hopkins trade is kind of crazy. Like, bro, aren't you the play caller? You're right. Like, I I don't think you're going to see Kyle Shanahan, Andy Reid. What it, when Sean Payton did it and you gave that scenario, it really was this outlier situation where it had like this, this money factor with peak Jimmy Graham, not the version now, but like when he was in his peak, there was this huge money discrepancy. It was kind of like a... Kind of like arguing with a defensive end over how much they think he should be paid, and you're talking huge money. It was a complicated scenario. You're right. like They're not, they're not trading Kittle over money discrepancies,
2: right? But, but that is part of this, right? Is you're going to have to pay Kittle, and damn it, we need Henry Ruggs!
0: <laughs> well, I, right? even separate from Kittle, the thir- I, I was told today by someone in the NFL... When the day started, or maybe yesterday, things changed. Right once trades. When did trades start? Whenever the CBA passed, and like all these trades kind of happened on Sunday. We're like, whoa, whoa, what? Wait, we're starting I th- <laughs> coronavirus? <laughs> yeah, Tanneel. Uh The Niners had the least, according to the chart, the least amount of draft capital in the league. And it kind of, I kind of thought about that today. I'm like, it kind of makes sense, right? They have the yeah. second to worst first round pick. Then they don't have a pick till the fifth round. Well, today. They added the 13th pick. So that, like, the 13th pick is worth more depending on, like, two late twos and a three, right? It's worth a shitload. They now went from the least amount of draft capital, draft capital in the NFL, I've been told somewhere around nine or ten. That shows you the power of the 13th pick. So there is, like you said, clear-minded. I think you get on a whiteboard and you just write a couple things down and clearly... Guy, John Lynch is a Stanford graduate. Now, he was an athlete, but I told you this when I was scouting, and you now have believed it now for several years, having been around these Stanford guys. Just because you're an athlete at Stanford doesn't mean like, well, you know, I'm at a, like, what's a good school in the Midwest? Like, Michigan. Well, just because you got into Michigan doesn't mean you're a Michigan-level student. Right? You get into Stanford, just look at them. They speak for themselves. Luck, Richard Sherman, those guys are going to Stanford whether they played football or whether they wanted to study architecture. Well, John Lynch, a really impressive guy. Kyle is one of the more impressive 40-year-old coaches in NFL history, right? And Parag is a genius. So you got a combination of these three guys that I think that made it possible. Because to me, if one of the three of them had been a Gettleman, had been a Bill O'Brien, it would really kind of come to a halt. But I think all three of these guys are just so intelligent that they could make a move and they can do a deal with when I think the Colts and what Ballard has built, he would want if you I said Chris Ballard, you can have twenty two starters, what type of starters would you want? I'd want twenty two Quentin Nelsons. I'd want twenty two DeForest Buckners. Remember last year they drafted the Rocky Sim, the corner from Temple, who just who they traded back to get early in the second round, who's just a solid player. Like they
1: yeah. they
0: don't really do the Odells, the digs the 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 Chris Jones, because you go well. Couldn't you just you work Andy work for ba- Balor? They worked together. Couldn't you have just traded thirteen for ba- for Jones? Because I think a lot of people would have been like, "Well, okay, that's a bold move." But Chris Jones, a little bit of a wild card guy, I think. Not a bad guy, but Buckner is an, is a is luck is look. He, last year they get in a pinch. What do they do? They trade for Jacoby. What's what's his last name? (laughs) The quarterback. I almost said Myers. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett. Like they just get a bunch of high character guys. If they're if they're gonna go down their team, uh, well, you're right. But they had traded for him a couple years ago when they were in a pinch. Like they just when when all else fails and they're in a pinch or they want to get a good player, they just go high character. Really, a reflection of the stability from the top of their organization. No, (laughs) you got to go one ring down. (laughs) You You, you you agree though. Let's say Buckner had been the equivalent of a player, but it had, like, a DUI and a weed charge. Like, I, I think his value would have been different. That's a good point. Like, part of his value is just, he's the ultimate, Just te- he's like the Joe Staley of D-Lineman or something. You yeah, know?
2: and I think he's probably also a football
0: appreciators player. Right. Yeah. Plays hard. That was him in college. Like, I... I remember when they drafted him at 7. I was like, you know.
2: We have a trade, John. 7.42 p.m. Stephon Diggs has been traded to the San Francisco 49ers. The Buffalo Bills. For what? I don't know. N95 masks.
0: See, I'll give you a good example. Sean McDermott, a little like Chris Ballard. Very serious. Loves just tough, high-character guys. But I think last year he realized... Once you get into a position where you can get to the playoffs with those guys, but once you get to the playoffs, do you have enough guys that can make plays? Like, part of the Chiefs were, and the Niners were a good example. They got solid guys, but then they got a lot of, like, Buckners and Armsteads and Bosas and Kittles, and they that's how you win playoff games. Like, so you got to be aggressive, and that's where I think Ballard, you know, would he have been... Now, I don't even know if Chris Jones is available, but... I think the counter would be the Niners. Like God, thank God they didn't offer Chris Chris Jones because I would have taken Chris Jones for pick thirteen over DeForest Buckner. They, they, I, they, think, I what, think I'm saying the Niners. This is a high level move. They got a little lucky in the sense that a team like the Colts, who was drafting in that position, who also needed to spend some money. Jordan Renan texted me today because I was kind of crushing. I'm like, God, you gave that Buckner that much money. He's like, Well, they do. There've been a team that has actually been way below the floor. So they're going to have to start cutting checks anyway. So you might as well just get guys you'll Spend want to pay. You
2: yeah, I uh um, Would you have
0: traded pick 13 for DeForest Buckner though if you were a general no, manager? John.
2: I would not have. But if you're them you're going Wait a second.
0: I thought you were going to say the Niners Can't,
2: for a second with the digs. Can we get I know I really let that linger. Uh can we get DeForest Buckner at 13? That right that's the the flip side of that question. Do we think we're getting DeForest Buckner with the 13th pick? And they might say no we don't. Yeah. So you know, you can look at it two ways. From the Niners' perspective, I will say this. I think it's a reminder, not that we need it. We talk about it all the time. At the risk of being too over-the-top complimentary, it, it, I think what the Forty ers have, and we see it repeatedly, a football coach that's a really, really good football coach, he can make the most out of the players that he has. And, I mean, it's as important, it feels like, right now, as somebody who understands how to make sure – that you manage your money the right way, and Parag proves over and over and over and over again. Like I'll tell you this: if you had told me the Niners re-signed Eric Armstead, what's the guaranteed money? Forty-eight and a half. I would have said, "How did they pull that off?" Now that might have been in the pre-corona era when everyone was a little uncertain, but or before everyone was a little uncertain. But and you've always you've said this for years. Since Cole Hamels took a deal from the Phillies, you put $48.5 million dollars in front of somebody and say, $48.5 48 million, dollars, it's yours tomorrow. Stay
0: healthy, 85 is yours. Here's the one thing they had going for him, though, Guy. He wanted to be here. Because if he would have said, listen, man, I, I'm going to break the bank, it, they they would have been at a disadvantage and probably had to do a tag and trade. The, the location of where he grew up worked to their advantage. Where Buckner, and I know that we talked about it on the podcast and our guys at 49ers web zone tweeted it out today. He got defensive when he said fake news or whatever about the 60 million. Oh, and, yeah. I, and I'm not saying he's greedy at all. He deserves a big contract, but th- he's got a little business savvy, like he wanted his cash, right? Because well, and also, couldn't it technically be true that his agent said, DeForest, 60,
2: we can do better than 60? We're saying no. Okay, I trust you, Mr. Agent. But like
0: I said, when, that. when he was offered 60 last year through three years, hadn't made a Pro Bowl, or maybe it just made his first. Or he's only made one, and the defensive tackle market, like he wasn't Donald, like that was Fletcher Cox. It wasn't that off of a deal, buying out two years. Like was a pretty, that's a, that was a hefty contract offer by the Niners. Yeah, I'm just saying. It's no, possible I, I'm with you. Yeah, it's,
2: he didn't say no.
0: No, well they they knew they could maximize value. The, I guess my point is the difference in Armstead. Now Armstead's just learned this year that he was good <laughs> at a high level, but he could have if he got to the open market. If Eric Armstead had hit the open market, that forty-eight and a half. W- what's his number? Sixty-four.
2: Yeah, it's high. Yeah. But so, what is if DeForest turned out sixty a year ago? What does that number have to be now? That's what I'm saying. It, it can't be sixty-eight. No, it's it can't probably be, it's probably seventy-five. Yeah, at least. And, and I do wonder, John, if part of this is do you get a thirteenth from the Colts be, or the thirteenth from the Colts because his agent tells you, hey, this is a place where we can get a really good. Like his agent has talked to the Colts already and knows this is the place we want to go. And so if you're Jeff Ballard, you know this guy wants to be here. And so for us, the only way to get him, like, what, what else are you going to do? You can't trade back today. You can't trade back to get 25 and then trade for DeForest Buckner. The Niners like, yeah, we'll work with you because he's got a 13th. Of course we will. But if you want him and he wants to be there and you're Chris Ballard, what choice do you really have? A second rounder pick's not going to get it done.
0: You know what this also shows? And this is why a shit-on-clowny deal – and why the Mac deal, listen, they did the multiple first-round picks. Now, granted, a player of Mac's caliber has never been traded in the history of the league at his age, at his position. It's never happened. It's unprecedented. But when you know you're going to move on from the guy, and clearly John Gruden had had that thought, you trade him right now so you know what pick you're getting. Because there's once you go into the season or get to training camp and you do the trade then... There is an unknown, or hell, even mid-season trade. Like, remember when they traded Amari, we were like, ah, oh, they're going to... And I, the Raiders are just an example because they've traded multiple players recently, but the Laramie Tunzel deal, deal with the Texans is like, well, guys, the Texans usually make the playoffs. That pick is now not as great, right? This, the powerful part about yeah. this trade, because if this was in the, let's say, at training camp, and they had they had, had him on the fifth-year option, and he says I'm going to hold out, and they ended up trading him to the Colts. Well, if the Colts had already signed Phillip Rivers, you might be going, well, what if they're good? What if they go to the playoffs? And that pick turns into 23 for DeForest Buckner. that That's the powerful part about this trade guy is trading for a known entity. I'll give the Giants credit last year with Odell, Beck- Odell Beckham. Now, I didn't like the trade. I would have just kept him. But they did get the 17th pick. They knew what they were getting when they trade him. There is something about having a fucking plan going into the offseason because the way the NFL set up the draft is after free agency, so you know who you're going to pay and who you're not going to pay or ideas. You can get a specific pick. Like, whoever, whenever that digs, I mean, it'll be well out by the time you listen to this, but the the pick, they know what pick they're getting, right? We're getting your second-round pick. We're getting your first-round pick. We're getting your fifth-round pick. I know the number of the pick. To me, there's power. Oh, wait. Deal's off? He's like uh, Antonio no, 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 Brown? No, no, I
2: was just, I was just going to say, like, by the way, you know, Kirk Cousins signs an extension, and Stephon Diggs tweets immediately and then has to get traded.
0: What do you think he got traded for, if you had to guess? Their first-round pick? What? Uh, I, I, know, I their, know. Their pick know, is in the 20s. I know what is they it, got. Here's what they got for it, Stephon Diggs. Is it pick 21? Yeah, I mean, it's, they made the playoffs. They lost in the first round, so it's – But I'm guessing they didn't get the first-round pick, based on what you're telling oh, me. Oh, god, get ready. For Stefan okay. Diggs, the Vikings got a first-rounder, a fifth-rounder, a sixth-rounder, and a 2021 fourth-rounder. Uh, okay, tell me that again. A first-rounder. A first-rounder, a fifth-rounder, a sixth-rounder, and a 2021 fourth-rounder. Okay. So a first, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth. But to me, the first. What, like I, They did yeah. get a high pick. So they got two picks. The Vikings, right, are going to have two picks right there in the early, mid-20s. And, and what are the Vikings thinking? Awesome wide receiver draft. Get a guy out of here that's a kind of a pain. They He clears up some space. Yeah. But again, doesn't it make it easier to trade digs when I know the pick I'm getting? Like, instead of, like, I'll give him to the Chiefs midseason, then they win the championship for the Patriots, and then it's 32. Like, there's a big difference between 28 and 21. There just is. Do you think Stephon Diggs is going to
2: like Josh Allen more than he likes Kirk Cousins?
0: No, I don't think he's going to want to be in Buffalo, but, I mean, Minnesota, (laughs) Buffalo.
2: I mean, he'll throw the deep ball. Like, we know that. There's going to be nine incredible Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs highlights, and then there's going to be 100 shots of Stephon Diggs walking to the sidelines, shaking his head after he was open, no one around him, and Josh Allen hit the guy in the first row.
0: Guy, Here's the thing about Stephon Diggs. He's been on a good team one. And two, he's been in the playoffs like four of the last five years. It's not like, you know, he's just, he's running away in Jacksonville. It's like brought miracle to me, uh, the Minneapolis, the the game against Seattle in the cold. Last year, they won the, the, the big easy. Like, how many playoff victories does Stefan Diggs been a part of? Like four? I mean, it's not like his life is, so, he's been paid. I mean, he's he gets throw, the ball thrown to him. It's, not, it's one of those where it's like, yeah, you know, he's just... He's just wasting away in like the 07 Raiders. No, that's not really the case. He's famous. People talk about him. He has a commercial? Yeah, I mean, I, the one where his hand gets stuck to the mailbox? Wasn't it him that caught the catch that Marcus Williams went yeah. after? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Is that the most, I mean, it's probably a top 2 or 3 moment in the history of his franchise, right? Playoff walk-off positive touchdown. Moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, p- positive playoff moment in Minnesota history. Absolutely. I'm excited for Stephon Diggs and
2: Josh Allen together because I think the highs are going to be high, and I think the lows are going to be really,
0: really emotionally low. Well, you know what Sean McDermott told me? He's like, well, everyone talks about his deep ball accuracy. Well, he said two years, everyone talked about his short and intermediate accuracy. What did he do? He improved. So what do I expect him to do this year? Improve. I'm like, well, well, I will give him credit, right? Like, hey, what does our guy do well?
2: Chucks the rock. Yeah. Okay, let's help him. We're invested in Josh Allen. Let's help him.
0: Bold move. Not, yeah, but, no, but again, no, like no, I, I win to me, that's just that's a normal trade, right? Give twenty one for a high not, level player. It's not a crazy
2: value. Uh, it's just, there's a lot of pick, there's a volume. It's four picks, but four, five, six. Okay, the, the fifth and sixth rounds mean nothing to me. The twenty one or twenty two is a high pick. John, let's tell the people about Untuck It, the original Untucked shirt, a modern solution to an old problem with no tucking or tailoring required, no matter your size or shape. Their shirts are the perfect untucked length. When you go to untuckit.com, promo code HAM, you get 20% off your first order and free shipping and free returns in the
0: United States. I have them. You have them. Button-ups. We're all tired of wearing those button-up shirts, guy, that hang down to our knees, that don't fit right, that we can't just, you know, wear out to grab a bite. Uh, I don't know. You know, wear around the house and look good. to Just (laughs) just look sweet. I have collared shirts. I have button-ups. I have a pullover shirt. I got them all. Untuckit.com. Promo code HAM. 20% off. Also free shipping. Again, we got to support our businesses, guy. Our, we're a big fan of Untuckit.com. They've been uh, loyal supporters of us. We support them by just wearing their stuff. And you should too. Untuckit.com. Promo code HAM. Save 20% off your first order when you use the
2: code HAM at checkout. Free shipping and free returns on all orders in the United States. Untuckit.com.
0: Promo code HAM. 13, so. 13 though, guy. you you just don't see that pick rarely ever move for a player. No, Because mo- most teams aren't a player away at 13, right? It's
2: but, but, John, this is the new era. We are in a new era of 49ers football, which is – and I don't mean as a franchise. I just mean in, in this window, once you've gotten good and you've done it with really good players and your team gets more expensive, you have to sometimes get worse to give yourself a chance. And so are they better without DeForest Buckner on their team? No. But they're going to have a chance to – Augment another area of their team Good with word. the thirteenth pick. Thank you. Um we've been reading dictionaries. Got a lot of time to read dictionaries <laughs> these days. With the thirteenth pick, and they helped themselves money for Kittle. They've got twenty two, I think, million dollars in cap space. Now is what I saw Lombardi post. So
0: I feel like That was a blockbuster though, man. I, I feel like not enough people are talking about the uh the the tough times for the play by play community. Literally nothing yeah, for them to do. Yeah, I know. Um, that's why we're doing a YouTube show.
2: Uh, but I, I also think I will, there are a lot of moments I'm sure in the future, uh, weeks that I'll remember, but about one Oh five Pacific time or whatever time the Buckner deal went down. As I'm watching the mayor of San Francisco announce the lockdown on three weeks, non-essential don't do anything. Stay inside. You can get out to stretch your legs and let your dog pee. Um, I'm going to pretend like she didn't say you can get out to stretch your legs and just stay inside for three weeks, but that and then the Buckner deal goes down. I was so angry, John. I didn't mean it. I texted it to you. I'm like, how could they do this right now? <laughs> I, I, it, it felt wrong to me at the time to br- for that story to drop as the city's getting shut down. But to be clear, it didn't feel wrong to me because I thought it was insensitive. I mean, it, it is, but whatever. I don't. Th- I don't care. It felt wrong to me because I felt like the Forrest Buckner. That deserved its own window of time in my life, and i wasn't able to give it the time that it deserved uh you were on periscope, so you it was it was the perfect time for it to happen for you but i was i was angry well
0: was luckily guy, these are times when everyone feels for other people so you you got some compassion coming your way
2: <laughs> uh we'll have plenty more to talk about i mean anything else we need to say about that today other the, than it'll make the draft way more i mean it's going to make the oh. draft really fascinating Wow. Oh. no more vegas you see that. I did. Well, yeah, but, but we're still going to have the draft on schedule as of net. Yeah. Planned. How about how about the owners? Like, hey, look, we wanted to delay the league year, but the players wouldn't let us.
0: At first, it felt like they were throwing on the bus. But then even Richard Sherman's like kind of throwing the union under the bus with a tweet this morning. As today has played out, I am kind of on D Smith's side. Like, I would want this to keep going. Right. <laughs> He's to fight for the players. This is the league players day. I don't. Have you noticed a lot of money's getting spent on these guys? You know, you know that you see Tana Bombs tweet two hundred thirty million dollars. I think we talked about this maybe yesterday. Is owed to the players on the league year opening on Wednesday. Like, just oh, think wow. of think of all the direct deposits. If you're just like Haberman, the starting guard for the Texans, you just get your two million dollar bonus. So and so, Peter King had an article today. Like Anthony Barr, league year is owed six million. You know, all these players just four, five, three. We we know. I mean, I, we all wait on payments, right? Some of our payments are just 3500 I don't know. I can't imagine like, oh, just got three point five mil today. What do I do? You're like, is that your salary for the year? No. Actually, my salary comes in the fall, but this is just what we call a little bonus and this thing called outside linebacker. <laughs> that's
2: that's badass. Feeling. Yeah. Good. All right. Uh, the other thing that happened, John, Marcus Mariota. Shout out to Drew. Drew. Drew who tweeted at us 2 days ago like you it. me and Vic Tafer he tagged us in a tweet from like the inside of a from a restaurant somewhere in Sacramento right it looked yeah. like a uh, what what the downtown? place Yeah what uh not a world sports cafe that's a niche reference but the place that replaced that place but uh yeah man, Oh it y- like, y- Yard House Yeah it looked like a the, from the inside of a Yard mm-hmm. House he tweeted Basically, uh, asked Mariota when he signed it, and he said, ah, oh, we'll find out in a couple days with the Raiders, right? That was the, the question. Marcus Mariota's a Raider, Middlecoff.
0: It's pretty wild. I mean, he, he had a really bad season last year. Really, really bad. But I Googled it today. I'm like, oh, it was like three years ago when he beat the Chiefs. Guys, okay, March sixteenth, two 2020. In the first week of January in 2018, so basically 24 months ago, he went into Kansas City, threw for over 200 yards, multiple touchdowns, and made plays with his legs, and won a playoff game. I'm pretty sure he got a big two point conversion. He went to Kansas City and won a playoff game with that. I remember Jeremy Macklin was in tears, and he's like, "This is the best team I've ever played on." Like the Chiefs were really good for those couple years stretch. Alex Smith had just had a career year, the best year of his life. Remember the Chiefs? We thought like, could this be their year? They kind of make a run, and they beat him. <laughs> they beat him, guy. So I guess my point is I don't know if that, like I don't know what you're getting, but I we've seen way crazier comeback stories than the second overall pick who started on playoff teams and it fell on some rough times, right? This is yeah. not some like Gardner Minshew that has like I'm just using him as an example even though he hasn't even done this yet. Let's say Gardner Minshew has a career year next year and then they pay him, you know, something like that. You just there's still some unknown. Like this guy had been a highly touted individual, and then did some good things in the NFL against good teams. You win a playoff game on the road in Kansas City? Who cannot win in Kansas City? you have a name for me? Uh, No, no one comes to mind. (laughs) (laughs) Is it cold in Kansas City? So you won in the cold and in
2: Kansas City. You think he'll be like uh just like a second starter like it's baseball? Well, yeah, that, we
0: like you know we're gonna start him on the road game three. Well, that's what's weird. Like David Carr, someone retweeted like he, he was on the NFL Network. Like, I really think it's a good pickup. You know, it's he can come in there and learn. It's like they ain't picking up Nathan Peterman here, buddy. Like this is, I'm not saying he's gonna start. Like Derek Carr is the starter, but this is a good enough backup, right? Where if he flips it around and Gruden likes him, there is like. Kind of, wouldn't you say a little bit? I get a lot of people tweeting me. Isn't the irony here is now Marcus Mariota is basically the version of Ryan Tannehill that went into Tennessee last year? Are there yeah, similarities I mean, there? Yeah, yeah. I I will say though. I think
2: I I will I would imagine first of all I don't think he's gonna. I, I Derek Carr will be the Week One starter. That's not like a hot take, but I I don't think there's even if there is some in Gruden's mind competition. I think carl will win that job um but i also think even if carl were to start 16 games we'll see marcus Mariota pretty early in the season i wouldn't be surprised to see marcus Mariota week one taste some hill in it up for the las vegas raiders or you know provided the stadium's well. done uh I, I i won't be like i i think at minimum that's what gruden is imagining it's just a little something
0: and beyond that i've got another quarterback too We'll have to see the parameters on the deal. I would imagine it's not just one year, but there's just incredible value if he's not that expensive to try to get a reclamation project. So whether Derek improves and you're a lot better, uh, I I also think this gives them the ability. You got something new for me?
2: Yep, breaking news.
0: Holy shit, what do you got? Amari Cooper has re-signed
2: with the Dallas Cowboys. Five years and... 500 million. A <laughs> hundred million dollars. And I got to credit James on Twitter who just tweeted at me. He's the one who broke me the news. He said, Hey, future hall of famer, Amari just got a hundred million dollars. If you had to guess his
0: guarantee, what would you say?
2: 65. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, look at us. Look at us all on the same page.
0: Well, you know what? Everyone's going to say APY 20 a year. Well, they like them and it's, they belong there. Wow, well, that's—he was never going to leave Dallas, though, was he? I don't think so. Like he wanted to be, like he was the Eric Armstead of the Dallas Cowboys, right? My, my he wanted ta- to be there. We talked about. I'm trying to think. Like, what day is this? Where are we recording? When's the last time we talked? We when we recorded the podcast yesterday? Tannehill had signed, and the I've said this before, and I think it's pretty clear is that. Gruden would have been very, very interested in Ryan Tannehill if Brady had gone to the Titans. Once this corona thing has wiped out OTAs, I mean, I, you know, I don't mean this in a sick or, you know, this is just the facts. It really helps the incumbent quarterback who might be on the fence, right? It, it really benefits Derek that OTAs are not going to happen now. Now, I do think that they could still do some Skype stuff and you could definitely talk to your quarterback, you're going to be able to talk to your players. Like, I think they're going to Skype some meetings or whatever. But it made it a little more challenging. And that's where, like, you could get this guy instead of Jameis. Like, Jameis doesn't make sense if there are no OTAs, right? If I can't get my hands on Jameis, I'm not fucking with Jameis as a backup or to compete. Like, Mariota, way more consistent human. More moldable. Was it you that tweeted or Tim Kawakami or someone's? Like, there are some... I think it was an older person in this area. Might have been Gary McDonald, Jerry McDonald. There was just some Rich Gannon similarities in the sense of not the personality, but just the physical attributes. He can really move. You've stood by him. I've stood by him. When you, th- I think most people think Mariota, they're like, oh, he's kind of you know six ish. He's fucking huge. Like you stand by him, like I that's six four. Like he's a premium. He's big. Like, he's bigger than Derek, right? He's got Derek. Well, I mean Derek grew. I think once he got to the NFL, so Derek's probably 6'3", three. He's six-four. I just it's just a high level move. It's just it's just a normal, solid move if Derek's coming back. To me, if Derek's coming back, you cannot mess with Jameis. Not not once Corona wipes out OTAs. Like if I yeah. told you Corona wipes out OTAs, you need a backup quarterback in the group of guys, I think Mariota is worth the ceiling, his character, his just body of work, right? I think there's just a lot there. Mayock loved him coming out. I think Gruden is just going to like some of his characteristics. Teddy, they, 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 Gruden just keeps—he wants an athletic guy. Could you argue now? You take two wide receivers in the first round. Uh guys, they need so bad. much on defense.
2: Should I have to take two wide receivers with?
0: If you were an betting right now, does, does Mariota coach? Does Mariota turn around his career, or does he just kind of have like a Case Keenum type run? Oh, well, I mean, Case just got $10 guaranteed, right? I know, Case Keenum, Google, he's probably made 50000000 million. I'm just saying, like, but but again, like, Case Keenum... Yeah, this no, I, I think it's
2: closer to that, where some years you're a starter, some years you're a I, I think he'll start for somebody again,
0: but he, not for three... I mean, you know, I mean, just
2: circumstances and things happen and blah, blah, blah. I, I was going
0: to, again, I, this is strong because this guy's in the Hall of Fame and won an MVP, but you know how Kurt Warner... Again, he like had a slight couple moments with Tennessee, got him to the playoffs, then he fell off the cliff, kind of like Warner Super Bowl, fell off the cliff, and then resurrected with the Cardinals. I, I don't know enough about Mariota's like, w- love of football. Because I think sometimes when you're a quieter guy, we're like, does he love football? But I clearly he does, you'd think. If he if he's super driven, like one thing we know with Rich Gannon 20 years later, what does Rich Gannon like a lot? Football, Right.
2: I've everything I've heard just from the people at Oregon that you know no every now it's never been hey does Marcus love football but he's there a lot for like spring football games he's always back he's around you You don't you know the whole football the whole football half the football building is a Marcus Mariota donation
0: I got one for you do you think like Teddy and Mariota are way more valuable than Jameis though Jameis is what much more of an explosive player because you go well these guys have been backups they know how to act they they've been in that situation where Jameis has only started yeah, but part, unless Jimbo. But
2: part of the but part of the reason Jameis hasn't been in that situation is because he's more talented, right?
0: Like in the end. So, but my point is, like, let's say you get all three of them for ten million dollars one year. If you don't, you think it's more desirable to if you go well, Derek. We know he's going to be our starter off the bat. Just being that guy in that position. Let's say because isn't there a chance Jameis could get kind of desperate here in a week depending on how it's all kind of the dominoes fall.
2: okay just as long as it as long as the road
0: leads Jameis to belichick
2: i'll be a happy man
0: would you be absolutely floored if belichick John, with him? i would be
2: so i i dedicate a one hour
0: Jameis only pot if that happens <laughs> are you kidding me it feels like he just get like bring hoyer back and get like teddy and skid him but to
2: your point how is tom getting up in tampa now with, well he's Well, no he's deals. probably not I,
0: I think the i think corona he's be stewing that he's back well he's so mad because i bet bill kind of knows right now he's like how about a one year 12 and a half with some bonuses you yeah. <laughs> know i mean i, I it, do you think belichick offering him a lot of money right now guy i mean seriously the conversation you notice nothing's gotten out today on them like is there a I chance have, yeah. It might not be pretty because it's not like Tom would be like, well, everyone loves me because I bet Tampa wants him, but is Tampa like, want him, want him? Now, Tampa also like, we just don't want James back. <laughs> Does it kind of feel that way? Yeah, we ain't franchising him. No, we just, if we just got to figure it out, we'll figure it out. It kind of feels like they're in that position. By the way, is uh,
2: Stefan Diggs going to hold out, right? Hold out. He's got four years,
0: $45 million left on his deal. Well, Hopkins has three years, forty million. But all these guys are on these super cheap deals. Ten million dollars. You're gonna hold out, and four people hold out with four years left on their deal. Ten million bucks a year. Yeah. In fairness, he'd be like, "Well, you clearly don't think I'm a ten million dollar player. You trade a first round pick for me." Does he want to go to Buffalo? I don't know. Seems like fun. Their team's good, but like if you're Hopkins, you go from like Houston to Tempe, you're like, oh, this is kind of cool, right? It's like I go from Minnesota to Buffalo. It's like I was just praying some sweet, cool city. Like The Dolphins wanted me. I think sometimes I wonder if the city – I don't know. I've never been in that position. You got another trade? God, we are so – no, no, no. We are just so goddamn good at this.
2: Ian Rappaport, Amari Cooper's guarantees are? 63 60000000 million. I mean, this is just <laughs> shooting fish in a barrel. How would you grade that deal? Fair for the for the Cowboys? Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I think it's a good contract for the Cowboys. I think it's good. I mean, look, he just got sixty million dollars, so it's a good deal for him too. But I think there was a point in time when we we're like, is he going to be
0: a free agent and get seventy eight million dollars? Well, this is where the Cowboys a little. The Niners have to win for guys to want to stay. The Cowboys benefit from like. It's pretty sweet to be a cowboy, right? Like even if you're nine and seven, you're like, "This is Dallas freaking Cowboys, right?" Like, do you want to leave? It's like the Yankees, like, "Yeah, you know, I'll test for you. If they want me, I'm staying. (laughs) This is where I want to be." I I, again, one thing that we really I think uh, crystallized today, the impact and the ability of George Kittle, who is a better football player than Amari Cooper. So the Niners like if if I told you right now it broken the Niners gave George Kittle 5 years 100 million 60 million you'd be like well he shattered the tight end deal but I don't think anyone would be like yeah he's worth it he's worth every penny These these wide receivers get sick help Diggs and Hopkins are underpaid they got like 40 millions in guarantees and then you see Austin Hooper who signs the biggest free agent contract in the history of the league it's like he got 1 million over the dude from the Bears, <laughs> Trey Burton. Even Joe Banner was like, are we sure his agent understood the market here? Like you're going to you're a good player, you hit the open market, shouldn't he have got like 26 or 7? 23. If I'm kidding like Jesus, Austin. <laughs> you see the story early this morning like the Niners were sniffing around? Hooper? Yeah.
2: No, I did not see that story this morning.
0: Well, I do think they could have afforded that if they had done all the moves but how how could you bring in hooper and then not pay george like i that'd be a little weird wouldn't it yeah but again they'd be like well we're offering george 30 million dollars guaranteed and george's like come on guys i mean i I stop talking about other tight ends how does he get extended what do you mean how well, I mean, do you think he's going to sign like
2: some market-friendly, just some normal contract? I wouldn't. We've talked about it. Now, we've also – we talked to Breer about this, or you talked to Breer about this at the NFL Combine, and we, we aired that on the podcast. So go back and listen. If you want like an in-depth and you haven't heard a conversation about the circumstances with Kittle, go back and find in, in the uh, in the podcast the conversation with Breer because there is – it's like, well, what are you willing to do? Are you willing to not show up? Are you willing to not be there week one? Are you willing – I mean, hell, nobody might be there week one. But are you willing to go all in? Knock if you're with me. So, yeah. I mean, I I don't. Uh, are they going to just give him fifty million dollars th- now? Th- yeah, it's just we just talked earlier how what they everything they do is you. You could argue this guy. Would they they- valued the right kind
0: of player, but they also understand value. Would they give him like? four for 60, so APY 15 a year and like 38 guaranteed? Probably not. You're, you'd say their history is not breaking down barriers when it comes to NFL contracts. They just showed Buckner, the better player, was too expensive they got rid of. <laughs> now, like you said, they're not getting rid of George Kittle. Like it, Kyle doesn't coach defense. This is an easier move. Like, yeah, Robert, you figure it out. Chris Kacarek, coach him up. <laughs> <laughs> you right? It's like, yeah, we're uh, we're thinking about trading one of these picks for Odell. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, fucking must be fun over there. <laughs> but this is where, like, Kittle ain't going anywhere. They love Kittle. I mean, hell, they just vacationed. I don't think they did it on purpose, but they ended up, and we've, we talked about it. I think his contract's going to be really, really complicated unless he just wants to give them. Like, if I tell you tomorrow that he signs, like, some deal in the 20s of true guaranteed monies, it's one of the great, I, I don't I'd care. I'd be stunned. It'd be one of the great contracts in the history of the league, right? Given his talent. Let's guess
2: whenever it happens what George Kittle's guarantees will be guarantee will be.
0: Well, see, my guess is that he does not do an extension because I think we're going into the year on his last year into the deal. Because I I, I, I can't imagine when deal. you just look at the Niners history, does thirty eight million guaranteed to get it done? But they go fifteen that fifteen million more than Austin Hooper? But it's, if you're him, you're like, all right,
2: watch me go to free agency, and no one's going to be talking about tight end comps anymore, right? Well,
0: those go. We'll, he ta- hits, we'll tag you for twelve million, right? You see but the I'm tag just, list? It was like this guy doesn't make any or the oh quarterback oh tackles, and then it was like tight end. It was like seven million. I was like, Jesus. I'll give you my number: forty-two million dollars. George Kittle's a Niner. Well, do you think it gets done before football starts? <laughs> I don't know. When you lean, probably no. I would think it takes them longer
2: than maybe forty-two million is what you do when you show up and just show us you're showing up. Although we already we don't need him to prove anything. We know he's a good guy. Like we know he's everything you want. I I'm just telling you. I he's not going to want to do twelve million dollar tags, and they're not going to want to break set the tight end
0: market. But they're also going to
2: understand. I don't know. Maybe forty-two is too high. Maybe it is thirty-five. He, he
0: told us that Hawkinson and the dude from the Broncos, Fant him a million each. Okay, We're joking around. But when you think about it. Two million dollars. How much do you think George Kittle as a fifth round pick has made in his three first three years on the field? Probably like seven, seven, set like you know, not that much. Maybe did
2: like you see what t- was exactly the his tweet to Buckner today? I didn't see it. Well, it was something along the lines of get you know get your. I want to say it was something about get your money. Kittle said that. Again, I don't want to let me let me let me just let's not don't let me misquote of. A
0: podcast. Well you gotta work your way through some of his hash, his WWE tweets. I'm all in on Steve Austin making holidays, hashtag raw. My wife thinks they should add crowd noise to raw. <laughs> He's pretty locked in. Congrats at defo Buckner. You deserve it all, brother. Money bag, okay. money bag, money back. Oh, More. I hit him with the
2: money bag. Yeah. Yeah. Acknowledgement of all of it. So
0: I don't know, that doesn't mean anything. But you want tweet of the night as yeah. I sign off? Josh Allen tweeted. You see his tweet? You dig? You dig. That's pretty good. And then d- you, you dig should tweet back. No, I don't. Hold, hashtag holdout. Hashtag pay me. <laughs> and then hashtag you dig.
2: <laughs> so it'd be a good impression. All right, on that note, good thing we did a short pot. Yeah. It was relatively short. See you. All right, everybody. Uh, you know, don't hoard toilet paper